When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One thing I, I did want to mention in the spirit of my dog is making so much noise right now. What the hell is going on? Noisy Charlie. Get out of the room. <laughs> Christ. I'm serious. You're listening to the Jumping Charlie Show with Jumping Charlie. This is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. All right, I, I want to get started with this episode by asking everyone how tall they are. Uh, are, you, I'm are, fi- you, are you saying that people add height when they say how tall they are? Is that like what you're... Uh, there, there, I'm, I'm going someplace with this. I, I want to start by saying I'm a nondescript 5'9". I have gone <laughs> my entire adult life in social situations never feeling short and never feeling tall. I'm always that height that is nondescript, that is not memorable. I'm just the guy. The average size guy. I think you um, can feel short sometimes. Well, I'm not talking about in an NBA locker room. I mean, I'm talking about in a normal situation. I look around. It, it can be in a grocery store line. I'm never the tallest guy and I'm never the shortest guy. I'm just, you know, right in between. Now, Yeti, you are around 5'10", right? No, Yeti's tall. Is he? I'm 6'1", dude. What? Yeah, what are you talking about? Why'd you just assume he was 5'10"? <laughs> I'm only an inch taller than you. <laughs> well, I, ha- I haven't, uh, I haven't been in his company much. I mean, we were, we're Zoom buddies, right? So I love um, that you just assumed he was short. I've never, I think, he, I've literally never been in his company, and I knew he was tall. How do you know that then? Just because we've talked about it, like he's he's said we've he's talked told about us height. Oh, we've right talked now. about this. We've talked about how the Levitard show is a tall show, and now I'm five okay. eleven. I'm one of the shorter ones, and yet he's like, yeah, I'm six one. Like I just knew. He was- yeah, see, I, Chris, I thought he would have been like six three. Me? Mm-hmm. Look at me. Thank you. Ah, you. I take that as a compliment. Now, Greg, according to AverageMaleHeight.com, you are the average male height for the United States. It's about five five feet, nine inches tall. That's what they say, though. But that that's just like, I, I don't care what the statistics say. If you're five, nine, you're never tall. I agree. Well, like, but that, I mean, but that, I feel like you said in that thing, you're like, sometimes I'm tall, sometimes I'm short. It's like, you're either average or short. Okay, let's not like, you're right. never tall. I, I feel short in an NBA locker room. I feel tall when I'm picking up Graceland from daycare. So it's all a matter of... <laughs> I feel like 5'11", my height is the shortest height that can sometimes feel tall. Like, I can be around people sometimes, and people are like, wow, you're not... You're, and like, and even Yeti's looking at me like, sorry, Chris, 5'11's never tall. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. People, people whose height begins with a six, uh, you know, they're full of themselves. Not, not you, Yeti, in particular, but generally. All right, here's where I'm going with this. Dad, when are we going to get to the elephant in this room of this episode? Because Dan's here? I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still shook from what happened last night. I'm not going to lie. And, and we're going to get there in, in just a second. But I, I want to say, because I didn't know about this until very recently, there is now something called leg lengthening surgery. And, and I'm not making, it sounds like I'm making this up. It sounds like some bizarre uh topic for a movie produced by tim burton or something it just sounds bizarre but you can now 
for at great cost, it's $75,000 surgery. Uh, a person can increase their height by three to six inches by having their femurs removed and inserting a titanium rod to lengthen their height. I, I, it sounds like I'm making it up, but I'm not. And there's a much less painful way of doing that and just buy like platform shoes. I've been seeing this thing on social media where these people go around and they have these shoes that just have this like thick base to them. And it's like giving right. some guy who's like five, eight, five, nine and being like, Hey, you want to feel cool? And like, and then he goes and talk, like it, it lifts him up like two inches. So a guy who's like five, nine, maybe more than that, like goes to like six, two. And all of a sudden he's got this confidence about him much less painful oh. than your theory and cheaper. Yeah. And much cheaper. Uh, but I was just wondering if under any circumstance, like, let's say one of you were a fairly short guy. Let's say one of you were five, six, five, five. Under any circumstance, could you see yourself spending that kind of money to go through that kind of surgery? I think it's tough for us to answer that as, you know, well above average heighted, heighted people. <laughs> it, like, it, I think like there's a mindset and like, you know, it's one of those things where I think someone who's tall will always say like, I can't imagine myself doing that because they don't have that thought process of I'm short. Right. Like I, I, I can't like, I, I kind of feel for, you know, really short. Like I, like I have friends and like one friend is like just really short and I just always, you know, I, I feel like, yeah, like I, I could, I would never do that, but I could see him wanting that. So yes. like, I've never had that thought, but if, if I was that short, I probably would consider it if i had a lot of money I'm, I'm curious if there's anybody in our audience who may be on the short side quite frankly if um if anyone would actually do, do that you know what we should do later in the episode we're going to have on david sampson and billy corbin wow. who are short men and then we're going to uh we're going to ask them if they would have their surgery Shen. that's right now christopher um you wanted to get to something that happened it was a joyous occasion yeah Okay, we, we're, we're recording we're, this. We're recording the start of this episode on Saturday morning. So last night was the sec, the the Sesta Cyclones home opener. Home opener. I mean, they play all play at the same place. So like right. their opener, and uh, it was an exciting game. Mike Ryan, Whittingham, Hildy, Mike Fuentes, uh, a bunch of us from the show. Dan even showed up for a little bit. My dad, me, and my dad were out there. Yeah. Um, it was you know getting the season going, and it was a fun night. Other than an extremely serious, scary moment that happened in the middle of it that had nothing to do with highlight. Right? Are we going to go right there? Because I had a high. I I had something I wanted to say about the actual match. The Cyclones won the match. Yeah. Right. And that's the lead for you. That's the lead for me. And it was. <laughs> and at one point, you had a player named. His last name is Williams. Yes. And I created yes. uh, a Willonet chant. Willonet! The, best, the best part about this is, is my dad did all that after what I'm about to tell you happened. So, like, we had this, like, oh, no. incredibly scary moment. And then my dad bounced back. Well, all right, you know, we're just going to get to it. We're going to, like, let's, let, 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 we're doing this in the wrong order. You're, you're leading with Willonet instead of what actually Will happened. It. All right, go ahead. My dad fainted. And like, I, I'm smiling right now, but it was like my dad, uh, I wouldn't even fainted. It might be an understatement. He, he did the thing where he, we talked about this on the podcast a few months ago where my you dad fainted was, at your friend's funeral. Yes. Yeah. Like that happened again to my dad where he was trying to stifle a cough and he like, he like gets insecure. So he like stifles it and like he lost circulation. And so literally like all jokes aside, the scariest 10 or 15 seconds of my entire life because I wasn't there for the other one. So I've never seen my dad do this. So in the middle of it, we're watching the game. All of a sudden we hear a thud. I look back and my dad is just face down on the floor 
and like out. And I'm like, holy shit. And it was like 10 seconds. So like I said, the scariest moment of my life, luckily Mike Fuentes from the show, like was right there with him. And like, you know, it, it very quickly, like after, like, I'd say it felt like a minute, but probably less than 10 seconds, he was like already coming too. So it wasn't that long of a, but it was just, and it shook me for the whole, like it put the whole thing in perspective. I didn't give a shit about highlight anymore. I just wanted to go home. I just wanted to take my dad home, but he ended up bouncing back. Like he was one of those things where like, and if you've ever been around someone who passes out, like they have no clue. So he's all of a sudden coming to, and he has no clue why everyone's around him. And it was just, you know, I mean, that was it. And he bounced back. He was fine. He got up. He like he, a lot of people were there checking on him. They, they, they asked if, if we wanted to call like a, the paramedics and we told them like normally we would, but since he's had like an EKG a week ago and like this, we kind of know what's going on here with his cough. Like we didn't have the paramedics come and he's fine now. And you know, it was, I'm still like all night. I was just like, it was the, the look back of seeing my dad, like, like it was terrifying. Yeah. I am. Uh... Greg, yeah. it's a lot funnier when you fall into the bushes. Right. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, and it's one of those things like we're, we are taking it seriously. Like he's go he, he told his doctors about the other one and he's going to tell them about this one. Um, it, it's one of those things where like I, I'm, I feel pretty confident that it's like it's it's just circulation. Like the, how fast you came to and how you had no recollection. It's, it's textbook just fainting. Like it's yeah. not like. You know, I, that's why I, I, I felt a little reckless not bringing the paramedics in because they were like, you should get an EKG. Like people were unaware of how much he's gone to the doc. Like we are more aware of this than I think some people like right. some people were kind of looking at us like, I can't believe he's still here. They should be taking him to the hospital. But we were like, you know, he has this cough thing. It's, it's a circulation thing. Like so like I, I felt better about like you know letting him stay there last night then some people i could tell i could i could feel the vibe in the room was people kind of being like is he okay like why are you guys still here and we're like you know he's done this before we, he, he's gotten his heart checked regularly he tries to stifle coughs he has a chronic cough so like we had more information but it was just it was a really weird twist to the night where like in the middle of it for like an hour i was just like out of it didn't care about highlight anymore and, and then like finally by the end of it my dad was back we were like he was creating a nickname like that's what i mean 30 yeah. minutes later <laughs> he's creating the nickname willing it. willing it and now we're all yelling willing it like this is great my dad's ability to bounce back i, I believe he made a don chula joke and whisk chris yeah. whittingham's like all right greg's back chula like, <laughs> like you know like less than five minutes later he's like completely like what do you mean who needs me what happened yeah nothing but, uh, to keep me down it was really scary dad like I, I think it's i think like you were kind of bounced back quick and like i was texting with whittingham and mike fuentes after like i think this affected everybody else you're just like this has happened to you before so you like i feel like you were affected the least by this well e even it's greg's personality too though i mean this is one of, one of the areas where he and i are similar where we just we're going to make jokes where we can. Right. And when I was in the hospital in February, it was, it was, that's what they described me as hyperverbal. Yeah. Because the whole time I am trying to cut jokes just because like, right. I don't know. I don't ever, I don't like people to feel uncomfortable around me. Yeah. My dad's funeral. I'm doing the same thing. Just I could picture Yeti just like talking a nurse's ear off and yeah, just being like, like, that, like, like that's how I want to go. Like Greg, if I, if I go out making some dumbass joke on somebody's name or something like that, that's a pretty good way. I feel the same way. Yeah. We were all like, Mike and I were joking after of like, that's how Greg would have wanted to go out at a sad right. high, at a sad high life front on. And a few Miller lights in. <laughs> <you know? laughs> 
<laughs> I, I can tell you there was an emotional moment between Mike Ryan and myself toward the end there. This was right after the match had ended, right after all the willing it chants and all that. And, and I high-fived him and then he drew me in for a hug. And it's the first time that Mike Ryan has ever um, em- embraced me. And, and he, you know whispered are you all right and and he was very concerned and uh and that meant a lot to me i i woke up this morning very sore and i looked in the mirror and i had a uh, i have a fist-sized uh red mark on my upper left shoulder which i think is where i hit the ground um based on but you ended up you you seemed to go like face i would have thought the mark would have been on your face like i don't know what happened i don't know how it's the back of your shoulder maybe it's just the rick like the i don't know but i probably just landed on your shoulder yeah i have a bruise that wasn't there on my definitely went left you were sitting he was sitting in like a folding chair just like he was honestly actually another thing we joked about is the last thing he remembers is he was watching a video that did you see last night we put it out on social where my dan where dan bombards my dad in the bathroom oh my god oh no i haven't seen that one like it was like so my dad was being a narcissist uh, sitting in a chair watching a video of himself laughing and he says that's so like he literally went out being a narcissist uh, which is the, the <laughs> ideal way to go and he like fell left so maybe it does make sense that it was your left shoulder because you, yeah. you definitely went left from your chair that's... you didn't go straight forward oh so you were sitting down and passed out sitting like yeah. laughing and like stifling a cough like <laughs> you were laughing watching a video of yourself and then you- <laughs> right yeah you, you know what's weird uh I, and and we'll move off this in, in a second but what's fascinating to me because i wouldn't have guessed it for anybody out there I, who has lost consciousness or fainted you have no inkling that it's coming like before i ever fainted i would have guessed there's a second where you you feel woozy like, oh shit i'm fainting yeah 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 <laughs> but it's not the case at all one minute you're coughing and the next minute you're waking up on the ground and mm. five people are staring down at you. It's the weirdest feeling. No. Because I, I was going to say, I wonder if it, I thought you would have been standing. Maybe maybe you also locked your legs. That's something in chorus. Uh, they, they tell you to make sure you always keep your knees bent a little bit while you're singing because the, the strain of pushing out all that oxygen while you're singing, if your knees are locked, it can restrict blood flow enough to where someone will be up on the chorus risers and boom, they're gone. They just pass right out wow. Turn into a fainting goat. So Fainting yeah, I mean, coat. it's one of those things that we're kind of joking about now, but it's definitely scary. And yeah. It, and it's and like, I, I don't want to make this about me, but like, it is literally. I've never like knock on wood. I've been very privileged in my life. Like anyone in my life that has passed away has been old. You know, I've had very few like, and it was just the feeling of looking back and seeing my dad. Like it was, I I don't, I literally can't think of a scarier moment in my entire life and. It literally shook me the entire night. Like it didn't even after I thought I was over and we got back to celebrating. I got home and I was just like, didn't even turn on my TV. I just like laid on my couch and I just like kind of was just like my mind was just racing and it was just I wouldn't like wish that like you know on anybody. Like you know I know yet you've lost your dad, so like I like that pain of just like the fear and the shock and the holy shitness and and not knowing what to do. I imagine because my brother was with my dad and like I think about him all the time and I'm like, man, I started to pull my phone out. Like, am I about to call like and then Hildy was like, I'm doing like it was just and then like seeing all my like Mike and everybody like obviously like just totally get out, like forget about Highline. Everybody was focusing. It was just. Are you about to annoy your dad over the next several weeks on on even more making sure he's taking care of himself, making sure he's it's yeah dude it's like because even i feel it like i feel like texting your dad now and be like hey greg 
you know, blah blah blah. Did you take it's, your medicine, Greg. Well, that, you're doing it's this. It's one of those things. It's one of those things where we like got a little frustrated at some point where if we felt like we were normalizing the cough, it's like, oh, okay, the cough now is just a thing he's going to live with. This can't be a thing that we're just like, up. Oh, Greg's going to faint every three months. Right. Like, no, you're they, right. It's controllable. I, I just have to learn to cough better. <laughs> and I think just talk to your doctor and like, I think really hammer home of like, this is becoming a chronic thing. Like, yeah. what can I do? Why is this happening? Like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get off this subject by saying that we, we joke a lot on this podcast how uh, I'm narcissistic or whatever, but I can promise you that fainting, having attention on me by right. fainting and having 10 people looking down at me saying, are you all right, is not. Uh, the ideal way it, to uh, it's pretty funny when like my dad is just so instantly like what why is there like i'm fine why is everybody around me it's like dad you just face planted like, right i mean <laughs> other than so, being, like yeah, yeah other than being on the ground you you have no memory of pain i know, I know. how did i get here is is yeah. the first reaction it was like the best thing i ever heard though like i was just like dad like you're okay though you can breathe like he was like just like trying to downplay everything like what i'm fine and i'm like dad are you, you're okay though like I was like, oh my God, thank God. Like, oh my yeah. God, terrible. Anywho. Anyway. Right. Okay. Um, Transition. Hey, welcome to the Greg Cody show. Greg Cody. <laughs> what? I never heard of any of that stuff. <laughs> it's and Dan missed it. Dan showed up and stayed for like, Dan left at the equivalent of like the third inning. Yeah. Dan like showed up and <laughs> it like, was a you cameo know, by Dan. Po- like kissed some babies, you know, pointed some fingers at people and then was like, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's actually, uh, I, I think someone told him, like maybe Mike told him, he's called me twice this morning. I got to get back to him. Let me know if, if uh, Corbin or Samson call in, by the way, <laughs> about, that, uh, about that leg extenders thing. Um, man, the, the Dolphins uh, played what feels like their biggest game in years and years and years. What, on Sunday? Yeah. So you're like doing a thing now where we just admitted we're doing this Saturday morning, but right. now you we just already tra- did earlier. So now, yeah, well, like, no, I'm, as I mean, we've told the audience we're recording this Saturday morning, and now you're pretending like we've already seen the Dolphins. We're pretending game. it's Monday and the podcast <laughs> is out. What a game! No, we're going to talk about that later. We are going to talk about that game later because I am projecting that it had a playoff atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. The way we do it is, is we record about ten different versions of a of a Dolphins reaction, and right. we just air the one that fits the most after the game. Exactly. So, like after this podcast recording, we'll do like ten different reactions to Dolphins Bills, and then why we'll I never plug see in my family on right, the weekends. This is why Yeti hates you know. us, and then we'll plug in the most accurate one. So, um, Christopher, I I, I want to talk for a second about what you and I did uh, Friday night, the night before Thursday night, or Thursday night, Friday night, you, Friday night, you fainted. That's true. Thursday night, uh, and and I'm surprised, honestly. I had if if I would have if I would have bet which night was he going to faint, I would have thought it was the Thursday night because we did uh, we went to Uncle Scotchy's one man uh, blues opera show, which is so yeah. cool. If you're in South Florida and you're just into a unique, uh, interesting, intimate, like you've never seen before type of show, it's like a play slash music slash storytelling. It's just super unique and interesting and cool. We I couldn't recommend it more. Um, it's a, it's a true story of Uncle Scotchy, Eric Garcia, a friend of ours. He helps run the Moss Miamis. He's also a local mu- musician down here in Miami. He's the front man for Juke, the band. Really talented guy. He does this one man show. I can't. It is just so cool. It's like it, I, how often in life can you do something that you've that you can be like I've never done this before. Whether right. I like it, love it, hate it. This is just in- interesting and unique. So yeah. if you're in and, South and Florida, this, I think he's got a run of these going over the next few weeks. Look up the Blues Opera with Uncle Scotchy. 
Yeah, Uncle yeah, Scotchy's Blues Opera. Yeah, that's right. And and um, months ago, we referenced in the podcast that Christopher and his buddy Alex were planning a surprise yeah. for my friend Chris and I, and that was the surprise. Yeah, they yeah. brought us to. Um, it was in Little Havana. Uh, in Miami, where where Spanish is the first language, it's like going to a whole different country. It's very exotic, very interesting to be there. When when we were yeah first got there, there were people um, selling Argentine and Honduran yeah. flags for the soccer match that was coming up. And and, and and so like this, it's so cool. It's in a house, and there's like through the like you walk through different rooms, and there's like is it what would you call that? It didn't like feel smoky, but it was like foggy. Like it's purposely foggy and like dark. Yeah. It's a cool setting. But the, right. the joking thing is with all the fog and my dad being in an intimate setting where he's trying not to cough, there were a few instances where my dad was like being the guy that was trying to stifle a cough. Like during like uncle Scott Yeti during like uncle Scotchy's like big finale, my dad is like having a coughing fit and is in the corner needing to like, so that's what I mean. I'm surprised that he was standing up. I'm surprised he didn't, in hindsight, I'm surprised he didn't faint at the uncle Scotty show, uh, uncle yeah. Scotty show. Cause he did a lot more cough stifling at that show than he did at high lie. Well, here's why Be, and you remember Christopher before the show, uh, a, a woman associated with the show had, had sort of warned everybody do not interrupt uncle Scotty. Right. And, and if, if you, you have, have to yeah. leave for any reason, I will escort you out, but you cannot come right. back in. It's like if you walk out of the room during the show, you're out for good. So it was like right. my dad was feeling the pressure of like, I can't step out for a second. It was just so in hindsight, your coughing was much worse at the Uncle Scotchy show. So yeah. maybe it was just a buildup. Maybe you're the, like, the faint was coming because of all that buildup. Yeah, but but I cannot brag about that show enough uh, and recommend it enough to anybody who may be in South Florida because it really has the feel uh, of of a one man off 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 Broadway play where it's in this small venue, you do change. It's, a it's not a venue; it's a house. It's a house, right? Just a house, right? Right. But but there are different scenes where you go from right. one room to the next, and it's turned into a set. They they create they turn it into a set, but it's just a house that they've right. rented, right? And, yeah, and it makes it even cooler. Yeah, it's his experience about essentially not to give anything away. His experience about caring for his two elderly parents, one after the other, right? And and that experience, and, and said enough. Yeah, it's just it's very emotional, though. Yeah, it was. It's really emotional, well told, and yeah. just like I said, if you're if you if you're a fan of the arts, creative stuff, people creating something from nothing, right? If you're a fan of art, you're not going to be disappointed. You might, yeah, you might feel like it might make you sad. You know, it, there's a lot. It's a roller coaster of emotions, but. It's really cool if, if yes. you're around Miami, look it up because I think they're doing a long second run here. So they, there should be time to see it if you want right. to. I, I, um, I feel like we've had a very serious episode so far. So I want to sneak in a quick dad joke of the week. Okay. Um, why don't oysters share their pearls? Go on. Because they're shellfish. That was funny. Give me a sounder. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> I I genuinely thought that was, you know here's the thing with these dads yeah, the jokes. whole the whole the whole like shellfish thing is like very like it's like the most overused joke like when it comes play to on any, words like any kind of shellfish it it's like matter. the cheapest play on words though it's the shrimp it's, of playing on words and I love funny. shrimp but it's literally the worst dad joke you've done so far I think it was great I loved it at least you really brought us back now we're really laughing. The banana wasn't peeling well was so much better.
Yeah. Okay. Well, I think they're comparable. I think they're in the same category. Hey, um, Christopher, I was saying to you the other night, and I want to remind you, we have to um, uh, decide on this. We, we've been saying we're going to have a bet on whether or not I can get Tony Kornheiser on the right. on the show before the end of this year. Dad, you named the bet. You're not getting him on the show. Okay. Well, we're entering I, the final quarter. I know, no, and but I'm still hopeful. I'm going to make a last charge, a last rush, and so well, you, we, so you've got him coming on during the holiday season. I've got him coming on fairly soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I want you to suggest a bet because I can't think of any. <laughs> um, I mean, my bet, my bet would be uh, the the Olympics are done. We no longer have to swim two laps. That would be my winning prize. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna drag out the Olympics for another three months potentially. I think we should let the audience just like suggest a bet. Like okay. I, I, if I had a, if I had a good one off the top of my head, I'd tell you. I don't. I haven't like you know really thought about it. So I, I need to think about it. And I, I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Maybe we'll take some submissions from the audience this week. Should we call this the Greg Cody Show Gird of Death? I like Ooh. it. The Gird of Death. I like that. Good idea. Gary. I do like us do. I like I, I like the idea of us doing some sort of spinoff like of the Gird of Death or some sort of football pool. But it sucks the way we release because our our episode comes out Monday, so it's like yeah, I'd have to we'd have to work on the timing of like when we were predicting things and when we're reacting, so it like makes sense for the audience. We're having right. a meeting now on. Welcome air. to our show meeting, ladies. Yeah. And gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should I complain about Mike Shores back in my day? About Just do it. If you're going to do it, do it into the mic. Okay. I'm Okay, on the Levitard show last week, and I love Mike Shore, but he sort of annoyed me last week with people his. People were. I, I was getting texts. The streets were talking. I, I keep doing that whenever people give me info, and people think I'm talking about Andrew Streeter. <laughs> That's just what I say. If anybody, like any listener, says anything to me, I say the right. streets are talking. Like I'm yeah, not talking do. about Andrew Streeter. Right, when what I say were the this. streets saying about the that? Streets were saying that you were coming off really sensitive and like irritable on Twitter after your appearance on Tuesday. You went after Mike Schur, oh. and you went after something else. I went after being snubbed on picture day. There you go. That um, don't right. even get me started on that. I mean, you no, are so I mean, the, ridiculous the, on that. No, I mean, first of all, here I am. I'm on the show for free. Um, driving down, it costing me money. You know, I'm spending ten bucks on gas both ways. I'm I'm doing the show <laughs> at, at great personal cost. Wow, that's funny. I love and, Levitard. And then the and you pay Yeti and like you just hemorrhage money doing podcasts. I know. <laughs> speaking of which, I owe you guys money, but you can cut that out. Um, <laughs> Uh, the, really the, check, the, the checks in the mail um uh so mike shore does a parody back in my day about me not doing enough back in my days yeah but here's the beauty of it in the back of my day he's giving examples of good obvious ideas for back in my days i've done them all mike yeah you don't have to say that i've done them all so in in meaning to make fun of me he underlined my point which right. is that we're when you've been doing back in my days since 2014, it's tough to come up with fresh ideas that haven't been done. You should do a back in my day uh, of just re like research, like like inaccurate. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a back in my day that you could go at him, like where it's a back in my day of just going at Mike Sure. Like right. back in my day when somebody as you know respected as Mike Sure blasted me, they were right. They weren't just right. making things up. Like, yeah, you know, I should like, do that. I should do that. Um, maybe you just say, I guess I have a back in my day this week and it's not even a back in my day. It's just you defending yourself to Mike Sure. I should do that. I'll With the music playing underneath where you're just like, facts. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, no, I should do that. Um, and on the same day that happened, uh, I'm showing up with a, a, a this a is all you, by the way, black shirt. All you. Yeah. I'm ready for picture day. 
Where's my picture? Okay, Yeti. So the night before, Yeti, Witty and I separately tell my dad, hey, we're doing pictures tomorrow. Come dressed, ready to take a couple headshots. Right, which I did. And he does. So he shows up, and then the show ends. And my dad, instead of saying, okay, because the night before, two people told him, hey, we're doing pictures. Instead of saying to someone, hey, when are pictures, guys? Like, should I stay? Where are we, where are we doing pictures? Instead of doing that, he slinks out the door and just leaves. <laughs> I don't slink. He just leaves. He doesn't say bye to anyone. He doesn't say, all right, so I guess we're not doing pictures. I'm leaving. He just leaves. And then at around 4 p.m., I get a text from him. What the hell? Why am I seeing on Instagram you guys took pictures? Why did anyone tell me? I'm like, Dad, I just Why didn't anyone tell me? We, I did. Witty and I did tell you the night before. Wouldn't Dad, that's like saying, hey, you have a soccer game tomorrow at 6 p.m. Come dress ready for soccer. I show up for that soccer thing, dress ready for soccer, and then without saying to anyone, hey, let's play soccer, I just leave. Okay, and then I Billy, get mad at the people, and then I get mad at the people for playing soccer. Okay, Billy knew I was leaving. And he didn't okay. say, wait, aren't you staying around for right, photos? Right, well, that's, oh, so somebody that didn't text you and know that you were taking part in the picture. <laughs> that you were okay, invited Why didn't you picture? or Witty say anything? Why didn't anybody I, say I, anything? Because we were all just there living our lives. And I'm like, only in there once a week. I'm a part-time uh, member right. of that show. <laughs> Dad, Mike Fuentes and Danny, our video guys, got their headshots. You think that, do you think the big plan was, let's make sure Greg Cody doesn't get his picture taken? Or did you just leave? Okay, I was in the studio for five hours. Never had my picture taken. Because we did it after the show. And I was there after the show. I, you're annoying. Like, but you didn't just, ask anybody, hey, are, right. are we still doing picture day? And nobody like, asked me. But that, that, but, but then why <laughs> would you just leave and assume it's not? We're all dressed up. I was in a collared shirt, not wearing a hat. We're talking on air about how we all are dressed up. Like, it's just so clear. We're making fun of Witty for wearing a suit. It's such a Witty thing to wear. It's yeah. so much content about that. We're all clearly taking pictures after the show. And then you just leave without saying, hey, guys, about that. Hey, before I leave, weren't we doing pictures? Like, you're an adult. Yeah. We can't, like, I can't literally hold your hand for everything. Yeah. Well, be good if you did. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, the truth of the matter is I have no idea why the pictures were being taken to begin with. So Exactly. You just wanted to get out of there. I'm like, you are so full of shit on this. Businesses bring in photographers all the time for their for their employees. Why? Well, like we dad, we have dad, we're trying to do credentials and we're trying to get our website up because a little behind the scenes, like with uh, getting credentialed for sporting events, teams and leagues love a website where you can like click on it and you see a roster of like, okay, here's all these people like we don't like we just have the suey that website so it's like it's like which is like trains and like it looks like a simpsons episode so it's like like we've gotten a lot of requests from leagues of like hey like this will be a lot easier to approve you guys for credentials if you get like a website with a yeah you know web in it so that's why like we're doing like you know so since i was snubbed for the photos that that does that mean i'll also be omitted from the website now (laughs) okay Fine, Dad. Like you're one and one with these two arguments. I'm with you. I'm like, sure, you have a valid argument. He 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 made fun of you by referencing back in my days. You've done them all. So right. like, but the picture thing, you got to take the L on. Like if you yeah, you you secretly didn't want to take pictures and then wanted to complain about it. Like you had to you that was the best of both worlds. Why would I secretly not want to take pictures? You're like, I can leave right now and get out of taking pictures, and I have something I can bitch about. 
Th- like th- that went through my mind zero. There was zero thought that I want to leave now to avoid taking pictures. I think you were like excited about the idea of like, wow, I, like no one's actually told me to stay. Like I can leave right now and have the excuse that I was just like, you were like excited about the idea of like, wow, I could leave right now and blame it on others and it no, won't be my fault. absolutely not true. <laughs> it was picture day. Jessica was not on the show that day but she shows up in the studio afterwards. That's another reason to know that pictures are happening. <laughs> and I said, hey, Jess, why are you here? And she said, no, picture day. And I'm like, all right, I'm here. Nobody's right. coming and up then to you me. Left. Other people are that, sitting on you had that interaction with her. taking pictures. You had, you had that interaction with her after the show. So Correct. she literally said to you, I'm here for pictures. We're doing pictures. So like you were you were invited by Witty and me to do it. So you should take that cue and be like, all right, pictures are happening. Why would you just leave? Okay, I am. L- let me uh, do the pie chart of blame here. We're staying okay. on this way too long. This is I know I, topic. Th- okay, uh, the pie chart of blame is you and Witty, <laughs> the biggest pieces of pie, because you invited me to the picture day and then didn't follow up by saying, "Greg, you're going to hang or Dad, you're going to hang around for pictures, right? Because we're about to do this." Okay, you're ridiculous. Okay. We needed so- we need someone to make Greg Co- Greg Cody's pie chart of blame now. I'm back. I'd love to see. I'm that. back now. I'm not that sad that you fainted yesterday. Okay. <laughs> no. No, you're not sad. It took a half hour. Okay. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So the Miami Marlins are bribing me. Um, <laughs> they're... Uh, I would, say, some, like, I, I would say they're calling it promoting. They, they are calling it promoting. Um, in an otherwise uh, awful asswipe season, uh, <laughs> the Marlins have a great player, Sandy Alcantara, the starting pitcher, who is the betting favorite right now, despite the surrounding team, for the NL Cy Young Award. I mean, it's not and even close, though. <laughs> it's not even close that that like he he should he's got like five complete games and like the rest of the National League has like eight. Yeah, but since when is complete games like a, a for big, pitchers in yeah. this day and age? I mean, I think that's well, it, it, the best pitchers in the league don't have complete games, not because they're good pitchers, but because their manager thinks that uh, he doesn't want to overuse their arm. But, but yet Sandy does have complete games. Right. And, and he leads the league in innings pitched by about 20 innings, which some would argue they're overusing him. But anyway, you, you've derailed me here. The point is. Uh, the Marlins are sending out swag to me and other baseball voting baseball writers. Um, a T-shirt, a, a, a T-shirt, uh, a bottle of uh, a beach sand for Ooh, Sandy Beach. For Sandy's I thought it was beach. A, yeah, and, and <laughs> there's, a, there's a message in the bottle, which, by the way, is very difficult to get this out of the bottle. But it's, it's just uh, a message extolling all of Sandy's stats. Now, don't get me wrong. I would vote for him for Cy Young, despite the, his record only being 13 and 8. But he's top five in ERA. Uh, he's got almost 200 strikeouts. Uh, his WAR rating, uh, wins above replacement, is 7.1, which is by far the most of any st- uh, starting pitcher. 
I think that's the selling point. I just think I, I wouldn't go out to after the Marlins on this. They have a guy who is clearly worthy of this award, and they're just basically saying to people, "Hey, I know we've had a nothing season. I know you haven't probably thought about us, but just so you know, they're campaigning. It's what you do. It's like the like the big game musical is clearly re, you know deserving of a Grammy nomination, but you have to campaign for it. <laughs> right. Make sure people know about it. No, no. Greg, this really reminds me of. Like you, you talk about his win loss record. You can't go by that. That that no. war is much more important because this I I, I really made Jeremy Tache depressed a couple months ago because I told him that I was getting uh, King Felix vibes off of Alcantara. Like when Felix Hernandez won the Cy Young, like dominant, dom- most dominant pitcher that year. But the Mariners were garbage as far as his yeah. win loss record because he would he would pitch eight or nine eight shutout innings and then not win the game. The vi- like the vibes is really the Marlins are those Mariners like the like right. Contra yeah. is just a horse and a beast like yeah. we shouldn't we shouldn't hold it against him but like it, you're all right about that like this they, is, they, they'd lose a one a one run game in the ninth he will have to be the most dominant pitcher on a bad team since Felix right like I can't think of since then another Cy Young Award winner being on this bad of a team yeah I would think that would be it. Yeah. Dad doesn't. Dad, you don't even vote for uh, Cy Young, don't you? Just always get like assistant coach of the year award. Like, what what do you usually vote uh, for? Last time I voted for anything other than the Hall of Fame, uh, I think my rotation was NL Manager of the Year. Uh, I don't know yet what I'm voting for this year. It could be the Cy Young Award. I just don't know right now. Um, I didn't mean. I I, I hope I was uh, heard as kidding when I say the Marlins are trying to bribe me. Obviously, it's a PR campaign that they're smart to do. And and by the way, I Sandy Alcantara is going to win the NL Cy Young Award, but if he doesn't, the Marlins have only their themselves to blame for having no bats around them because that thirteen and eight record could very easily be eighteen and three, like like he could be a landslide winner even more than he might be in the Cy Young. Except they just you know the Marlins got mad at me early in the season because I said the owner uh, promised to spend more on offense and he hasn't done it. Well, guess what? I mean, they he kind of no has, though. I mean, he, they brought in uh, Garcia from the White Sox. Just nothing. Or is he nothing. on the Tigers? They brought in he? Soler. He's done nothing. That's what I mean. Right. I mean, I mean, they haven't signed any, like, you know, perennial. I mean, Garcia is supposed to be a guy that could be a perennial all-star. I mean, I'm with you. They haven't gotten the top-tier bat, but right. they have tried to do things here and there to improve the offense. They just haven't worked out. Yeah, just I mean, that's once. still an indictment. I'm, like, I'm not saying, like, that's right. not a defense of them, but, like, right. Like, it's almost worse, honestly. Like they have tried and fit. It's not like they haven't done it. They've right. they've spent some money and those have and that hasn't worked out. Yeah, no, they've made bad signings, uh, and that's uh, an indictment of the club. And I do think, you know, um, Kim Ang has gotten the benefit, like the benefit of the doubt, early on, just because it's like you know, give her a chance here to like do her job. But right. you know, you're starting to see some rumblings of some criticism for her. Well, not only that, but quite frankly, um, you know. A lot of other franchises would have changed managers way before this. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very rare. For, and I like Don Mattingly. I think he's a quality manager. But it's very rare for a manager to be allowed to to manage like six or seven losing seasons in a row. Or, wow, or, I can't believe we are doing Marlins talk right now. I did I know, not see this coming. Move on. But I do, I do agree with you that while I don't blame, like D- Billy's a big anti-Donnie guy, like criticizes him a lot for his in-game managing. Right. I disagree with that. I think he's a good manager. But I do think I'm kind of with you that it might just be time for a fresh voice. 
yeah. more than more than I think Donnie's not like I think Donnie's one of these guys that will like probably get another job. He's just like like a, a, people just think of Donnie baseball as like that's a solid manager. So like I I, I think like it's one of those things where it's like do you want to let a coach go if he's going to be one of those guys that just gets swooped up? Like he's clearly a good coach. They haven't had a great roster. So I can see both sides to like a new voice coming in and it's not really his fault. I want to switch gears real quick and mention a headline I read uh, and get your guys reaction. Brad Pitt releases genderless skincare line with grapes from his own vineyard. (laughs) Um, I go back and forth on how I feel about celebrities who already are filthy rich coming out with skincare lines. Like, how do you am I wrong about that? Is is that a little like, Brad, you have enough money. (laughs) Why are you branching off into skincare? Why are you selling t-shirts? Why aren't you doing a podcast that makes you hemorrhage money? Right. That's a better question. That's a better, why <laughs> am I selling Brad, t-shirts? not you. We- <laughs> you're, you're putting me in, 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 in league with Brad Pitt? No, narcissism's your answer. I'm literally asking him. Dad, I'm- it's such a weird thing. Like, like, what do you mean? Why is a guy with a lot of money using that money to make more money? Because he wants more money. Like, yeah, but- what do you mean? These celebrities, they know that their name sells... And they have a business manager that pitches them a hundred ideas. Like, hey, you want to make more money? We could start this line. We could, I know, it's you just, could, it's, and it's just like he's like, oh, I like that. We'll start that. And okay. like, it's just, it's it's money making more money. It's famous people using, like, you know, I'm on. Why are you on Cameo to make more money? Because you can. I am not a celebrity like Brad Pitt is. I mean, don't even equate me. But it's all relative compared to someone else. Would be this compared to but to compared to someone else, you are Brad Pitt. Like you know what I mean? Coming out with a skincare line would be analogous to LeBron James coming out with a perfume. Okay, let me buy my or a cologne. A bottle of LeBron James cologne. I mean, yeah, I could see that. Fine to do it, but I'm allowed to make fun of it. So, so look, look at it this way, Greg. We one, you're, you're not going to let anybody tell you what to do with your money, you know, and the ve- investments you make. And so there, there's that. But also, like, if you ever listen to Montgomery and Company, they're talking about building generational wealth and being able to pass on things to the next generation and and beyond. But also, I mean, we don't know. Some of that money might go. You, you know, it gives him the opportunity to invest in other things, like right, like producing films. Um, maybe he wants to have more money in his pocket to be able to produce films. That's not a cheap venture, you know? And, um, but like, I love how you're just like, I don't believe in it. It's like, I don't even believe that you don't believe in it. (laughs) I don't like, I don't believe you're angry about this. This is one of those things that you're just kind of like Brad Pitt, get out of here. Like, I don't think you're at, like, it's just a normal thing. He's a businessman. All right. Okay. Uh, You know what? I I will accept this loss. I I will accept. And I don't do that uh, often. So take my L. What about the picture day loss? No, I won't take that. No, that's <laughs> not a loss. Two, so you're two oh, and one. Boy, <laughs> that, but that's not a loss. But but this is a loss. And so I want to do one more thing here, and then I want to plug our merch store because exciting things. Are it happening. is. It's really cool how no people love Greg's Lobos. Like my dad right now just wants to give you an update on his score of his Lobos team, but I don't want him to do it. <laughs> yeah. But my dad thinks you guys are my dad thinks you guys are all buying these Greg's Lobos shirts because you genuinely want to know how many points Dak Prescott has. Damn right. I mean, my quarterback's not Dak Prescott, know, by just, the way. I'm just using a random name. Like, like my dad doesn't get the bit. My dad thinks you guys genuinely care how many points his tight end has. I think they do. <laughs> Pat Freermoth. How many points would you give Greg's tight end 
on hotternot.com. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so go to the merch store because the new Lobos t-shirts are genuinely oh, yeah, they're good. Uh, flying off the, the, the racks. We have them it's all right. on racks. It's They've been out like less than a, like, a, like a week and they're already one of like our most popular item ever. <laughs> they really are. And and I, the shipping on mine got here quick. I ordered mine on a Tuesday and it showed up Friday. I'm wearing it right oh. now. I love yep. it. It's, it's, it's a great look. It's a great fit. Get your one now at shop.thegregcodyshow.com. So order it on a Tuesday, and then you might get it by the weekend. You never know. Okay. Uh, this is going to come off like me complaining again, like I did about Jesus. Brad Pett before I took the L. Brad Brad Pett? Brad, <laughs> I did say Brad Pett. How do we feel about people referring to themselves as a YouTube star? Okay, I've never been a big... They're YouTube stars. I've I saw never you- been a big Jake Paul fan because of that. <laughs> You know, to me, if you're a YouTube star, I don't care how much money you make from it. You don't have a job. That's my attitude about YouTube stars. Oh, my God. You are so... Oh, play Hit the Sound. Greg Cody. I don't know how to do any of that. Is Dad, I mean, this is just... Okay. It is a genre now. Like, you know how people... Yeah, it's not a job. ...were musicians. Now they're YouTubers. Like, right. like content It's how creators. they made their name. Dad, it is like... Oh. It's... Uh, like anyway, uh, that anyway, like, you know why he will get- text me later wondering when is the YouTube video going to be up? Yeah, that's a promotional video. You're, but what do you I'm, think? They're, oh, they're <laughs> so annoying. Okay, Dad, you know how you and I got paid a decent mi- amount of money to do Elijah Craig that video? Well, I don't remember, remember that. Remember the Father's Day thing? <laughs> yeah, I do. That was just an in it like that. We were YouTube stars that day. That's just for YouTube. That was just for social media. Right. You, what you did, you went to that golf course and you made a YouTube video. Okay. Here's something else a YouTube star did. A YouTube star whose name I refuse to mention, unless you ask me. What's her name, Greg? Trisha Payton named her daughter Malibu Barbie. This now, is the le- this is this, I have a I can beat you on a better YouTube star story please, from this past week. Did you see the story of a uh, some YouTuber was in like Target doing a fart prank where like he and he just happened to stumble upon Ray Allen. So Ray Allen, he just was just like going up to what he thought was a random guy and doing a little and then like getting the reaction of people. And Ray Allen like saw that he was being videotaped and thought that he was being videotaped because he was Ray Allen. So like kind of like was like, hey, I don't. And they had this big reaction of like, yo, you I see you video and like, I don't I don't this ain't cool. And the guy afterwards was just like, who is that? And they're like, it's Ray Allen. He's like, oh, I it was like a guy, a famous YouTuber who always pranks people like he he. He did, definitely didn't know it was Ray Allen, but it was wow. just Ray Allen had a moment of like, oh, he must be just doing this because I'm I mean, either way, it's kind of a dick move to prank someone like that. But Ray it Allen's is, yeah. reaction was funny. Right. No, that's a professional asshole. And I don't mean Ray Allen. I mean, the prankster. Uh, and, and likewise, if you're a YouTube star who purely for publicity is actually named legally naming her daughter Malibu Barbie, that is beyond look at me, Louie. That's somebody I guarantee you this this Malibu Barbie, when she becomes of legal age, will change her name because it's just it's unfair to saddle a girl with the name Malibu Barbie. Now, I'm, you know, play the I'm old, blah, blah, blah. Am I wrong on this? I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely, a, you know, a, a different name. Like, I don't know. I'm just not going to do the, I'm Greg Cody, and I dismiss right. this as being allowed. Can we get to football? I really wanted to name my son King Thunder, and my <laughs> wife rejected that one. See, I like King Thunder. KT, can we get to football? Let's get to football. Hopefully, I'm not too drunk. You will be. Oh, boy. The Dolphins are 3-0, and Greg. The Dolphins are 3-0. and Right on. For the first time. Since way back in 2018. Now, I have to say, it hadn't been that long. They were 3-0 and in 2018. 
I was there. They finished seven and nine. So I'm not here to throw a wet blanket. I am not here to throw a wet blanket. This is a different team, a better team. Um, but I, I do want to caution that, you know, a three, you know, the, the, that was the, the mantra after the game in the locker room is that, you know, players were like, you know, we expected to win today. This is we're we're not playing to be three and oh, you know, we have bigger uh, fish uh, in the kettle or whatever that expression is. Um, but they are three and oh under a, a new coach for the first time since Jimmy Johnson in 1996. So that's kind of cool. But what are we, were you able to watch the game yet or no? No, no. I was doing the Tony thing and falling asleep during a football Sunday. I hear that. Um, <laughs> it was the weirdest possible game. It was not the kind of game a team wins. Uh, the, the time of possession in favor of Buffalo was more than two to one. The offensive plays were 90 to 39. Uh, Tua only threw, threw 18 passes. John, Josh Allen threw 63. Wow. It was just not the kind of game you normally win, and that's a good sign. Yeah. Weren't there defensive concerns going into this season? Compared to last season, I think y'all felt pretty good about the defense. Was there, were there a few more concerns this year, or were they just not getting the shine? Yeah, I would say there were going into this week, only because uh, they gave up a ton of points. They gave up 38 points to Baltimore last week. Um, you know, So the, the theme was that last week the, the offense bailed them out, and, and this week uh, the defense sort of bailed them out by holding Buffalo. Even though Buffalo did gain a ton of yards, um, they, they were limited to two touchdowns um, and uh, in a field goal and a safety and and for josh allen's uh offense fireworks offense that's not much so the the, the dolphins defense was, was pretty great today yeah to be able to hold to hold that offense to, to few points especially when that, that offense controlled the ball for the more, majority of the game that's awesome yeah that's really cool but do you still know anything about them are, are the dolphins for real um yeah, I, I, I think we do. I think they're going to be a, a good team, a playoff contending team. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say because they beat Buffalo by two points today that they're a better team, but they're, they're certainly in the mix in the AFC where, where today or Sunday we're recording this. You saw the LA Chargers lose to Jacksonville. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of upheaval. Facts is facts. The Dolphins are the last unbeaten team in the AFC. So, you know, take that for what it's worth, but it's not nothing. Right on. Um, so I think they're going to have a, a, a good season. Uh, but there was a controversy coming out of the game because, uh, to a tongue of a low of the quarterback, um, went out of the game late in the first half with what they called a head injury, which is NFL speak for a concussion. Right. Okay. And, and he, it was just before the half. So to begin the second half, he was back in the game. And now the NFL PA is investigating to see whether the protocol was uh, rushed to get him back in the game, the, the concussion protocol. But the Dolphins are saying, no, it wasn't a concussion. It was a lower back injury, that the reason he was wobbling in, in what looked like a concussion state uh, was because he had just endured a lower back injury that they explained, and it may be legit. But so was the head injury, was that officially reported right away, and then they said, no, it's lower back, or was it assumed head injury? No, it was reported in the press box to be a head injury. Uh, and then after the game, um, Mike McDaniel, the head coach, mentioned that it was not. You know, And this uh, we're getting in the weeds a little bit. I don't think anything's going to happen to the Dolphins, but it is an interesting little sidelight uh, coming out of this game. Um, one thing I, I did want to mention in the spirit of my dog is making so much noise right now. What the hell is going Noisy Charlie. Get out of the room. <laughs> Christ. I'm serious. You're listening to the Jumping Charlie Show with Jumping Charlie. The dog's got claws the size of talons. Um, 
Dale Talon, former Florida Panthers general manager, but <laughs> that's a digression. <laughs> digression. All right, I I, I want to say that the the Marlins uh, on Sunday parted ways with um, Don Mattingly, their manager of seven years, which is a ton of time. That's longevity for an MLB manager, and um, they needed to do it. You know, they needed to. They they just they've been spinning wheels. The problem is, it's not Don Mattingly's fault. Okay, if I'm going to place the blame for yet another disappointing season this year, it's that the owner, Bruce Sherman, did not spend enough money or enough money wisely to uh, get a lineup that could support his strong pitching. So, Yeah, David Sampson had good things to say about him, just saying that he was the consummate professional and it was one of the joys getting uh, being able to work with him for a little bit. Yeah. Um, what's interesting, though, is that earlier in this episode, Chris mentioned the possibility of letting Don Mattingly go, and he said... He said, you know, may, not that Don has done a terrible job, but maybe it's just his it's time for a new voice. Yeah. And I quote Jeremy Taché today, um, uh, courtesy of at Jeremy Taché on Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw the, the tweet earlier. He was quoting Don Mattingly as saying it was time for a new voice. And yeah. so there we have it. It seems that Chris kind of had a had a had an ear to the ground in the Dolphins. I mean, in the uh, the Marlins organization, and and um, maybe he suggested to Don that it was time to go, and Don listened to him. That's it. There you go. We, we that was a dumb take, but well, no, hey, it could be accurate. Um, but no, the, accurate. we we've seen that happen several times, and we know that uh, Mark Jackson with the Golden State Warriors. I'm not saying that the Marlins are on the verge of making a dynasty run. But he he had a lot of talent on the team and just couldn't quite get them across the finish line. And yeah. then they get Steve Kerr in, and he just and you know they went on the run that we've seen for the last several years. A different voice, even yeah. if no difference in talent, can make a big difference. I'm not a big fan of, of change for the sake of change when it comes to coaches and managers, but in this case, I, I think it's very justified. And um, I hope they get somebody who's capable of uh, of working with uh, an under. Um, and under payroll, a low payroll, because I don't see the Marlins really getting in the game and spending big like some of these other teams, particularly in their own division where the Mets are going crazy with spending. Anyway, Spe- speaking of Christopher, yeah, he's not here. Uh, Christopher attended the Big Dolphins game with a group of friends. They did the whole tailgate thing. I think they get there about 10 a.m. And uh, I would it would be reckless speculation <laughs> for me to assume that a day of drinking hours and hours of steady drinking had caused him to skip uh this little uh this little um uh end to our podcast here but look i i say i say go for it chris because greg if you weren't covering the game what state would you be in right now after beating the buffalo bills <laughs> in this game and starting the season three and oh uh it, it, it is true it is true yeah yeah so chris party on my friend there you go so uh we miss christopher we miss his rejoinder here toward the end of our episode but We'll uh, we'll be back. Are we wrapping it up now or what? It is the time. It is the time. It's time. Um, I want to thank everybody, as always, for listening to us. I hope our podcast didn't get too serious on you this week with um, some of the talk we had about me, my latest fainting spell, and Christopher being so worried and all that stuff. Um, but uh, anyway, thanks for coming along on the ride. Even when it, all, it isn't always a rollicking laugh fest ride, we hope that uh, you enjoy it nonetheless. So uh, that kind of thing. And, uh, and we'll catch you next week as my dog continues to clack his long toenails in my wood floor here. Just driving me crazy. I'm so bad by these in these outros. Chris is great at them. Chris is so good. <laughs> but at least you're here. Brad. <laughs> <laughs>